This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Is that Shakespeare? Nope, it's Geico. Uh, Yeah, 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 that's Shakespeare from one of his unpublished works. Oh, it be not for awakening. Nay, giveth thou the berries. For 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. No, it's from Geico, because they help save people money. Well, I hate to break it to you, but Geico got it from Shakespeare. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Welcome, everybody, to the I'm Fat Podcast. Uh, uh, snacks are uh, best saved for later. With Jay Zawoski. That man ate all our shrimp and two plastic lobsters. And Rick Camp. Out the mist came a beast more stomach than man. <laughs> Yes, welcome into another edition of the I'm Fat Podcast, the second edition. We said we do them regular, regularly. I can talk. Is once every other month regular? Um, For us, the truth is we wanted to do a holiday one, but we are too full and too tired and lazy from all the uh, tryptophan and the turkey yeah. and all the sweets we were guzzling throughout the holiday season. So finally, we've got the energy back to do another podcast. It's the end of January, but back off, all right? It's free entertainment. You know how many this col- worked up? We sweat. Right. You know how many kolachkis I've eaten since the last time we did this? Oh, I love kolachkis. Oh, that, it's my mom's specialty. She's not Polish, but she's really good at making kolachkis. Whatever. I don't ask questions. I just eat them when they're put in front of me. Yeah, just enjoy it. You don't have to be Polish to enjoy kolachkis. It's fine. It's like the uh, we went to a Hanukkah brunch, and they're like, oh, have a latke. It's like, well, it's a potato pancake. Yeah. You know, it's it's the same. It's all the same thing. It doesn't matter who's eating it. Spoiler alert. Right. And it's, you know, like pierogies and dumplings, and it's all kind of the same stuff. It's delicious meat surrounded by delicious bread or delicious fruit surrounded by delicious bread. They're all the same thing. They're all delicious. Everyone can enjoy them. But yeah, Kolachki's, we have a, every year, like right after New Year's, it's kind of the last holiday party we have, mm-hmm. and my wife's aunt puts it on, and there's just a dessert spread. That's unbelievable, and there's always a beautiful tray of kolachkis, like color uh, sorted. Okay, it's like a rainbow, and it's always how how are they folded? Because I've seen them all folded differently. All right, so this is they're probably about I don't know. I'm holding up my fingers here. You can all see this. Probably like two inches long. Okay, and it's folded in the middle. Yes, but the ends are open. Okay, see the way we ours are all but they're flat. Okay, ours are all four corners are folded in. Interesting. Yeah. So that way everything stays enclosed. There's no chance of spillage. How big is it? It's about the same size. The kolachki, yeah. I mean. Yes. The kolachki, well, a eh, couple inches. <laughs> Either way. <laughs> Whatever we're talking about. Either way. Either way. From last I saw. You know, it's been a while. Okay, well, bring those in. That's okay. your assignment for the next show or podcast. Is I'm going to have to do a lot of ass kissing to get those made because apparently the dough for those is a pain in oh. the ass. So we'll, I'll see what I can do. Well, you know what's coming up. Punchki Day. Yes. 
the greatest day on the calendar. Is it the greatest day on the Have food calendar? Have you had my aunt's? Punch keys, the ones that she makes at home yes, from scratch. Yes, I did. I did last year because I remember you talking them up, and I'm like, okay, I've had some, I've had punch keys before, and they're good, but not overwhelming. And then those, yeah. and I was like, oh, game changer. Yeah, my my aunt Joe makes uh, my godmother. My aunt Joe makes punch keys every year. She's been on the news a couple times. They bring a camera crew in her kitchen, and she makes them for free. And whatever you want, you just order them, and she puts you on a sheet, and she just makes them literally from. Like 3 a.m. until noon, just constantly making these punch keys, and they're amazing. Very basic, just, you know, the sugared cake with with fresh strawberries in mm-hmm. there. It's amazing. I'll make sure I get a couple dozen for us on punch key day and bring them in for everybody. Actually, just for me and you. Yeah. Let's be real. Yeah, that's fine. And uh, we should probably, because it's only our second episode, there are probably some that didn't catch episode one or it's been a while and they have bad memories and they've been too worried about eating season. I'm Rick Camp. This is Jay Zawoski. Yeah, hey. Hey, yeah, we do the I'm Fat podcast. You can follow me on Twitter at RickCamp670. Follow Jay at JayZawoski670. Any of your fat observations, your fat observations, if you will, hashtag I'm a fat. It's our, it's our universal hashtag. Later in the show, we'll be going over our Ask a Fat questions. Any questions you have in the world of fatness or food or really anything or, or really just fat shame, whatever it is, we're, one, we're here for you. Two, use that hashtag I'm a fat. We're always here for you, and we've gotten a lot of good feedback with I'm a Fat, and I think even after one episode, it's really kind of become a phenomenon because people just randomly will show us their plates or yes. tell us a story about what a relative did, uh, you know, a fat ex- escapade or some ridiculous food item they ate or saw someone eat. So it's catching on quick. Hashtag I'm a Fat if you want to get in touch with us. We love it. We got some questions today we're going to get to for sure. But should we get to the conversation we had on the Spiegelman Parkins show today regarding sour cream. It was more of a hot-button issue than I expected it to be because I know you have strong feelings. I'm fairly apathetic on sour cream. My stance is that sour cream is basically useless. What you do is you find a dish with some good flavor, then you put it out on your plate and say, wow, this looks really good. These carnitas look good or these steak tacos or whatever. You're going to make with all this flavor, all these spices, all, you know, you marinated the meat mm-hmm. for hours and you, you, you took careful, you know, considerations into everything you did. Now I'm going to splat some flavorless cold cream on there to just negate everything. It's like painting your kitchen and then taking a bucket of white paint and throwing it on there. That's how I feel about sour cream. I, I think it's useless. I get it. I like just a real thin layer. So okay. like when, when we make tacos at home. What I end up doing is a little bit of sour cream and just barely enough to like cover the taco shell. Like, like if, if we're going soft tacos, just enough for a, a very thin layer. I think that adds, I do think that adds just a little bit, slightly different flavor profile for me to go with whatever my tacos are. But people that will glob it on, I'm all about gratuitous amounts of food. But in this specific instance, it just, it just, kills it to me i agree with you on large amounts but if you put just a very small amount of sour cream in your mexican food i think it it does make a slight difference however i'm not going to turn down food of course (laughs) don't get me wrong if there's food to be had especially mexican food i will be consuming it i have had the mistake burrito where they've put sour cream on it 
And I'll just sort of grumble my way through it, like, fine, I guess I'm going to eat this. Yeah. You can't really remove sour cream. Yeah. Once it's infected your food, it's on there forever. I can see it, as Spiegel put it, as a lubricant yes. for a sandwich. Just a little, but I don't want sour cream on a sandwich. I like it in things. Like, if you're going to put it in a dip or you're going to put it, you know, you can make things with sour cream. Right. But it on its own, trash. I get it. I get, Yeah, you use it more as a vehicle. It's almost the way people who actually like mayo use mayo. Yeah, I don't like mayo. Like, okay, can you do aiolis at all where it's um, mayo-based? But, yeah. yeah. Yeah, even like um, they'll do the, like a chipotle mayo yeah. on a wrap or something. I can do a little bit of that. I I'm can- usually, I'll usually skip it, but there's sometimes where it will sound interesting enough where I'll try it and not hate it. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of the same way where it, it's got to be a strong flavor, though. I don't need any of the mayo-ness remaining, right. especially in the flavor profile. The, the texture's there. It's kind of what it is. I I understand. But I understand why people would want it on there. And I is guess. maybe you? I don't know this. Is mayo and Miracle Whip the same thing? Not according to my wife. She does not like mayo. She likes Miracle Whip. I say keep it to both of them. All right. Hashtag I'm a fat. What's the difference between mayo and Miracle Whip? I need to know. Yeah. Because if it's a less offensive taste, I could put that on like a turkey sandwich or something. I'm still not touching it. Okay. I, like you said with your taco, like a thin layer. Yes. Just for, for lubrication's sake, still talking about the sandwich. And um, the exceptions I'll make, mm-hmm. and Spiegel brought these up very well, on the top side of a grilled cheese, the part you grill, Yes. if you use that for mayo, it's phenomenal. I pro- Dude, you know I hate it. I would I not know. lie to you. Try it. It's amazing. And mayo in Portillo's cake. It is, it is the ingredient that makes yeah, it. Yeah, I get it. I, I'll be honest. I have not looked at Portillo's cake the same. I still look Since at it. Since you heard mayo's in it? Yes. <laughs> I still look at it lovingly, but it's not, it, there's a little bit of side eye now. Now I'm like I'm like the meme where to the right of me is the Portillo's cake, <laughs> but to the left of me is a lot of other types of cake. I understand that. I fell in my. I don't think I ever told you this. This is a big moment in my life. Going through the Portillo's drive-thru, I never had a Portillo's shake before. This is probably like five or six years ago. Oh, wow. So I'm in, like, you know, Portillo's, it's actually the point where it's just the windows. It was a downtime, because who doesn't want a hot dog at 9.30 in the morning? I'm looking in the window, (laughs) and I see the woman with the shake, you know, like the metal shake container. Yeah. And a piece of cake on a plate. Like, what is she doing? And she goes, blop, puts the cake in the shake. I was like, it's really a cake shake? (laughs) <laughs> this is amazing. I have to have one. And there, have you had a, you've had one, right? Yes. Where it's like clumpy pieces of cake coming through yeah. the straw. Oh my god. Yeah. It's uh, what uh, we call useful. Time. Useful stuff. That's amazing. Thank you, Portillo. Thank you, Dick Portillo, for being born and existing. <laughs> they get every unfortunate celebrity to <laughs> sign something saying they've been to Portillo. So I'm like. Oh, that guy? Well, like, poor it's Scott a- Darling had to sign like 75,000 Portillo's things. Yeah. Dick, love your food, Scott Darling. So it's in every, what is it, every nationwide Portillo's? Probably not. Jenny McCarthy, Vince Vaughn. Yeah. There's the famous Fridge Perry poster in all of them, which I love. Yes. I'm sure there's a Jim Belushi one in all of them because there is Jim Belushi. I have blocked that one out, but yes. Yeah. Uh, well, podcast ruined. Yeah. Well, okay. <laughs> let's let's move on to. I know it was the number one thing you wanted to get to today is stadium food. As 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 football season's winding down. Yes. You have both winter tenants. They're in effect right now. They're playing, and then you have baseball right around the corner. Stadium food. Stadium food is. 
top of mind right now. Well, what brought this up for me is Saturday night I had my Madhouse podcast outing at the Wolves game. And for whatever reason, I just wanted a chewy pretzel. I was like, that's what I want. It's good stadium food. It's always consistent. You get a cup of cheese with it. Mm -hmm. You're never really let down. The Chicago Wolves offer the best stadium pretzel I've ever had. Really? Yeah. It was very soft and fresh. And it wasn't like, you know, like the ones you get at Wrigley or or, uh, Guaranteed Rate or wherever, where you got to like bite it and pull. Yes. It wasn't like that. It was a doughy, bready pretzel with lots of salt. It was thicker than most. And the cheese was spicy. It was perfect. So it got me thinking, what is your go-to item at a stadium? So I think we're going to say, for this conversation, we take away like specialty, like extra special bison burger with chipotle mayo. No, I'm talking hot dogs, pretzel, popcorn, nachos, whatever. And then the one gourmet stadium item that you had that you love that you want everyone to try. All right. The normal, I always go for the ballpark hot dog. Because there, just no hot dog has ever topped a ballpark hot dog for me. It's true. I don't know exactly why. I don't know if it's the sitting in the aluminum foil and just kind of being there. For a week? Yes, for a week. <laughs> just gathering flavor. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's exactly. It's like, well, what's it marinated in? Nothing. Uh, air uh, and s- hot dog sweat? Yes, that's exactly what it marinates in. That's, del- that's always delicious. If I'm a guaranteed rate, this isn't my specialty thing, but like I have two guarantees when I'm at guaranteed rate field. I always get a churro. Yeah, that's... Have to get the churro. To me, if I'm a guaranteed rate, it is always a brat with okay. the grilled onions. Yeah. Because you get to like 35th Street, anywhere near the Dan Ryan, mm-hmm. and the smell of the brats cooking and the onions grilling is phenomenal, and it never lets you down. Uh, uh, I'll call it Comiskey. A Comiskey brat yeah. is always perfect. You can't screw it up. And like you said, the churro, for a place that turns over as much food as it does, you think you'd get some chewy churros? They're great. They're fresh. They're like from a street corner. And so, you have the choice of fillings, too. That's cute. Yes. Well, that's a the, the filled churro. I mean, can you imagine living in a world with non-filled churros? It's a boring world. I don't want to live in that world. I really don't. I mean, I've had them, and they're fine. They're just basically glorified Taco Bell cinnamon twists. Yeah. Right? They're just yeah. a, a soft a version soft of version that. soft version of that. But, yeah, when they're filled with some, I, I, everything's better cream-filled. We know this. I mean, mm. <laughs> anything. Right. Except Unless it's sour cream. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but, and now we're back to the lubricant. Yeah. All right, so my go-to at any park, it, I think you're right. If it's Especially baseball, I have to get a hot dog. Yes. That's... It's not even negotiable. Yeah, it's mandated. So I guess it's what aside from a hot dog. I will say this, and I noticed this at the Wolves game, was usually no matter what I get, I'm always like, man, I should have gotten the nachos. Yes. <laughs> I always sort of like, ah, man, because it, it takes you a while to eat. You can, you know, my wife loves this. She'll put a nacho in the cheese and just let mm-hmm. it soak so it gets soft. Oh, see, I hate when She, she loves soft. that. I hate that, too. See, that's like, that's the same principle behind my not liking milk in my cereal theory. Wait, I know that's oh a that's going to be a whole different podcast. I'm I just sure. had, I just had a, a flashback to last night that I forgot about. Oh God! I have the Aldi Lucky Charms, which are called like Fortunate Beads or something <laughs> like it. <it's> the <laughs> whatever, whatever generic name for Lucky Charms they come up with. <laughs> so I, I, I poured myself a bowl, and I ate every individual 
like Cheerio piece first. So I was like seeking out every little of the boring like corn pop pieces. OCD much? Well, it was all four. When I'm done, I've got a bowl full of marshmallows. And that's yeah. what I did. I had probably 75 Lucky Charms marshmallows in a bowl. <laughs> and, and and my daughter's like, can I have one? No. <laughs> Get away from me. I finally was like, how fat am I? Can I just, I'll give her two. I gave her two marshmallows. <laughs> her two like, here, go away. Leave me alone with my shame. <laughs> like eating it under the stairs, like, uh, like cowering from light. You've got a blanket over your head. <laughs> yeah. It was, I don't know how I blacked that moment out, but I did until you said cereal. Oh, God. I think you saw my face. You said cereal, and I just closed my eyes and put my head See, down. I thought that was because of the shame <laughs> for me being that way. No, I'm with you. I'm a dry cereal guy, too. Unless we're talking about Cocoa how we Puffs. Not, how have we not talked about this before? Because there's, like, nobody that is... I get so much crap for that. No, I'm with you. The only exception is Cocoa Puffs, because when you're done, you have chocolate, chocolate milk. Chocolate milk. Okay. I mean, that's given. Yeah. But, right. yeah, I'm a dry the, cereal guy. I, well, I hate milk, though. Uh, oh, see, like, I... I can't drink a glass of milk. It's, it grosses me out. Plus, oh, I was allergic as a youth. Oh, well, that changes yeah. things. Because, like, for me, we grew up drinking milk. Yeah, I, I the thought of that makes me gag. No, I mean, I don't do it near as often as I used to, but I did. I mean, for a long time, yeah, I would have a glass of milk with breakfast for sure, and then depending on what we were eating for dinner, it, it just depended on what we were eating. Because for me, okay, random random thought, because I know we have to get to our- uh, Questions. Our, yeah, well, yeah, our Ask a Fat questions. Mm-hmm. We have to denounce a uh, Chicago athlete for <laughs> leaving the uh, the fat blob. We wanna, Yeah, for leaving the gelatinous blob. When you eat pizza, I have to have pop or at least something carbonated. Yeah, pop or beer. Yes. No, that's a given. Like, oh, I'm going to have iced tea with my pizza. No, stop that. I'll just have water. Get out of here. Yeah, see, I've tried. My wife made me try the water with it. Just And I did it once basically just to shut her up. So, you know, whatever. She's yeah. probably not going to listen anyway, so whatever. No, she won't. No, um, she won't. Yeah, but, it has to be something bubbly with pizza. Yes. Today there was a story on Twitter and I just read the headline, so please don't get excited if I'm giving you the wrong news. But I think it was a story about how beer will be for sale in Northwest Indiana on Sundays. Oh. But anyway, the picture they used was a slice of pizza being lifted off a tray with like the cheese still attached yeah. and a six-pack of Old Style behind it. And I was like, I know what that pizza tastes like based on that photo. Yeah. Pizza's like one of those weird things where you can drive by a place and be like, that place has kick-ass pizza. Yes. I don't have to go in. I don't have to taste it. I know by looking at the sign, mm-hmm. the door, the yeah. parking lot, that this place is going to have amazing right. The pizza. halfway worn but still acceptable overhang that's probably green or red. Yes, or it used to be. Yes. Now it's totally faded. Yeah. Uh, yes. Very, very obvious. You can drive by a place and tell if the pizza is any good or not. Okay, so what's your, your gourmet stadium food item? All right, now this goes against fat culture a little bit, so please don't hate me. If this has something green in it, it I does. might walk out. I'm sorry. <sighs> but the Joe Madden Hoagie at Wrigley Field, it's only sold in two stands. Okay. It's all the Italian meats, ham, cheese, lettuce, tomato. It's got mayo. I, I tell them hold the mayo, obviously. But it has this cherry tomato spread. Okay, so imagine like a... I'm trying to compare. Like Okay, like Chipotle is green tomatillo. Okay. Like that texture. Okay. okay, of cherry tomato spread mm-hmm. that's literally like, and it's hot, it's spicy, it's spread throughout the entire sandwich. Interesting. It's so good, and it's so good 
that when we had Joe Madden on this year, I said, what is that? Like, where can I find that stuff? And he said, it's Cento is the band, uh, brand, C-E-N-T-O, Hoagie Spread. It's also a band. And I had to do it on Amazon to find it, and I still have it in my fridge, and it's amazing. That's awesome. Yeah. That, that's commitment. But that's my, because I wanted to recreate the sandwich. Yes. I can find lettuce, tomato, ham, capicola, all the rest. Right. I couldn't find the hoagie spread. I just put up my nerve and said, Joe, you've got to tell me where do you get this stuff? What is it called? And he told me, and I'm, I'll am i never, he will always be in my heart, my friend. <laughs> and in a way, your colon. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yes. So mine's going to lead to maybe the most loved food apparatus that the score has. And mine is the s'more cake. Off of the dessert cart at Guaranteed Rate Field. When we've had producers, so for the context of the dessert cart, yeah. when we were broadcasting White Sox games, we would actually have you know producer nights in the score suite, novel concept. Mm-hmm. And we would, what was it around? Like the middle of the game, it was like, it was like the fourth inning or so. It's too early for the, the dessert cart typically, yeah, but it's okay. Bit. But that's because we need to make our way through three or four hot dogs and the nachos and the beer that's in there. But either way... And there's just, it's what, three tiers? Yeah. Like a three-tier cart. And there's also like a cabinet on the bottom, so yes. it's probably more than that. So you've got ice cream there, you've got lemon squares, you have gigantic cookies, then they have different types of cake. And to me, the s'more cake is the best. I didn't know that was a thing, and s'mores to me is like the greatest of the flavor profiles. It's perfect. Yeah. It's a perfect dessert. So I'll have to try that next time. That sounds phenomenal. I'm, a, I'm always a... Opt for the chocolate chip cookie guy. Okay, like yeah. a, a very well-made chocolate chip cookie to me is very hard to top. Keep Unless, it simple, of course, stupid. It's frosted, like a cookie cake from Mrs. Fields. <laughs> yes. Then it's even better. Yeah. That one we had uh, from the one-year anniversary show with Speakman Parkins, where we were all pooping green because of all the blue frosting. <laughs> yes. Or, or if you're Shep, <laughs> Shep walks in right after we had that conversation, and he said, "I was pooping Smurfs." <laughs> he must have had more of it than I did. He had a lot of it oh before God. we took it out of the room at his own request. A a Mrs. Fields cookie cake to me is the that is peak dessert. It won't it doesn't get better than that for me. Yeah. Because it's you can make me like a, a big lava cake with hot fudge and whatever on it. Sure. To me, the simplicity of a frosted chocolate chip cookie, I don't need anything else. I'm totally happy. I think because I have it so rarely, I absolutely love and I was I was not a cheesecake person until a little bit later in my food life. But the le- from Cheesecake Factory, the lemon cheesecake with the raspberry sauce that they put on it is unreal. Lemon raspberry is an underrated combo. It really is. You know, like everybody can go with, and maybe we'll do this at some point on the podcast, like the French silk pie from Baker Square, which we mentioned on the first podcast. But if I had one dessert left to have. I'd probably go with that. That's pretty good. I, I I don't know. Maybe I'm just a simpleton. Like I've had great well, desserts. You are. Yeah, we had uh my my last birthday, my 39th birthday. We went to Uncle Julio's, mm-hmm. and they have this. It's literally like a chocolate ball. I saw somebody yeah. have that. Yeah, so it's hanging from a chain or a string, whatever, and they give you like a a wooden mallet. Yeah, it's like you, a chocolate pinata. It is a chocolate pinata. That's exactly what it is. You break it, churros fall out oh. and the and like the tray is covered in honey and not, not honey chocolate and caramel and the strawberries and churros just fall out of this pinata so you're eating the broken chocolate the strawberries the all the sauce everything the churros to me 
It was amazing. I'd still rather have cookie cake. Wow. Okay. With a lot of things in life, I'm very simple where if I have one or two, like at, at whatever restaurant it is I may be going to, I'll normally order one or two things. Like I, th- those are my options. I've had them. Per course. Yeah. Of course, per course. <laughs> but for my for my main, for my entree, I will normally have one or two choices because I've had them the first couple times I was there. And I'm like, you know what? I love these. I don't need anything more. But God, that's... That's pretty good. With desserts, I've gotten a little more adventurous lately. Yeah. And as I'm talking to you here, I'm trying to think of, like, where was it where I had a chocolate chip cookie, like, in a cast iron pan that's hot with ice cream on it? Wherever that was, that may top... Is that a is that a cake. Chili's thing? I think that might be it. Well, I think I think a lot of the chain restaurants do that. Do you remember Max pretty... and Irma's? Yes. Max and Irma's used to spring you hot chocolate chip cookies. And I feel like that's where it was. I feel like it might have been Max and Irma's, which I believe is out of business. I think so. I feel like I haven't even heard, heard the name in forever. The food was fine. It was just building a bridge to the cookies. And if nothing else, if Max and Irma's is still open, then clearly you're not doing enough marketing. So sponsor the podcast. Exactly. Well, you could pay us in cookies. Yes. As long as they're warm and gooey. Yes. A hundred percent. Well, actually, our conversation with Stadium Food, we want to answer Ask a Fat question. Yes. Your questions in fatness every time that we do a podcast. And the first one is really, really perfect, and it's a big fat person struggle. Okay. All of us as fats have had this before. I love this because you screen the questions. I don't know what the questions are going in. Yes. So I'm, I, you're hitting me with these uh, raw so, still talking about the food. Yes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, I'm excited about this segment. Well, it'd be ridiculous. We've talked about way too many lubricants for it to be You're the right. thing. Good point. So, this is from Matt on Twitter. Which is worse, airline or stadium seating? <sighs> this is a good question because here's why. If we're talking about, if we're removing the seats and putting them in our basement, right? Yeah. Chair quality, airplane wins for sure. Mm-hmm. When you're in said place, airplane or stadium, I feel like a plane is worse because it's difficult to move around. You're always inconveniencing someone if you move. Um, You're cramped. You know, your knees are real cramped. And you can't really look at anything except the chair in front of you. At a baseball game, there's enough things to distract me from the discomfort of the chair being a baseball game, the snack I'm eating, the people walking around. There's a lot of things to take the discomfort away from your ass. And an airplane, if you've ever been on a long flight. Yep. Like when we flew to Dublin, it was I think it was eight and a half hours. By the fifth hour, you're just you just want to die. It's just the worst. <laughs> and yes, it's nice and it's cushy and it's padded, but good God, it it is hard to survive a flight that long. An eight hour baseball game I can handle. I wouldn't be upset. Right. I'd be happy that I get to relax for an extra five hours. I'm with you a hundred percent on that because I think part of it too is, and you kind of mentioned it, there's nothing else to look at because even outside of your seat, it's such an enclosed space. There's more rules on being able to move, right. but you're a hundred percent right about your knees, especially man. The last flight I was on, I got stuck in a middle seat. Ugh, if you worst. ever want the best torture technique on a fat, <laughs> that's it. It, that is it. Sitting middle seat. God forbid one of the people on your side is an attractive member of your preferred sex. Yeah. Then that is just Well, the, the worst, worst, too, is 
being a fat on an airplane is bad anyway because you see people approaching their seat, yep. and they're in your row, and they're like, mm, back down. I'm yep. next to a fat guy. <laughs> <laughs> and you see, like the their heart sink. Yep. And they sit down, and I'm just, I just kind of apologize. Like I'm, I'm really sorry. Yeah. I'll make sure I keep it tight. Like I won't, right. I won't take up a lot of space. Right. Are you telling me though I shouldn't have had those third and fourth hot dogs? Yeah. <laughs> I have like McDonald's bags on my lap. Like, <laughs> Come sit next to me. I'm oh. friendly. Oh. Okay. I've I'm done this sweating. on the train before. <laughs> I, I, you know, I'd had a long night, not had any dinner. And I have purposely brought on Popeyes and been oh. eating Popeyes when other people are getting on the train so that they would not sit next that's to me. A, that's a power move right there. And that is probably the most difficult train food to tolerate because, my God, you just want it so badly. When you smell someone else's food on the train, usually it's like, ugh, it smells like eggs or onions. That's disgusting. Like, get me off the train. But if someone's got fried chicken on the train, yeah. everyone in that car is considering killing you and taking your food. Just know that. <laughs> it's like, true. If I, I, I was, was to murder this guy, yeah. but I shared the chicken, would anyone tell on me? Probably not. As long as you made the chicken go away quicker so then they wouldn't have to smell it for quite as long. I like where your head's at. All right. All right. Second, no, note to self. Yes. Murder person <laughs> with chicken on the train. See what happens. Second question. And this is what I'm going to have to leave to you okay because of my own personal biases yes this is from darth paul hello darth thoughts on bologna peanut butter sandwich no keep mm. it that is a textural conflict for me all i can think of i've never had this obviously but all i can think of is two slices of bread bologna on one slice peanut butter on the other and like it's just sliding mm-hmm. i feel like it doesn't hold together i also think you're having salty and salty yeah. That doesn't make a lot of sense. Like, what's the point? Like, you probably don't need both. I've had bologna and cheese, which I think is kind of the standard bologna sandwich. Right. But if you were going to do, like, salty and sweet, like peanut butter and banana, that makes sense to me. But I don't, I think peanut butter and bologna is kind of, it's a little redundant. I would try it. Yeah, if you I made would. one, I would take a bite, but I don't, I wouldn't suspect that I would like that. And for those that don't know, I have a hard, I am a hard anti-peanut butter person. Peanut butter so is disgusting. Weird. It smells terrible and it tastes terrible. <laughs> I can't. I'm not going to argue with you. <laughs> it's just so patent. It's patently absurd that you would say that. <laughs> it's just so wrong. But I can't. Like, if it's your thing, I understand. Everyone's got a thing. Yeah. I can't. It's like you said with milk. I know my milk thing is weird. It's just how I am. I'm not going to argue with you. I'm just saying, like, you're missing out on a ton of amazing desserts. Okay. Reese's peanut butter cups, the yeah. most simple. But, like,. Uh, peanut butter pie, like chocolate peanut butter pie is amazing. There is so much amazing stuff you're missing, and there's just more for me, so That's I'm not fine. that upset about yeah. it. Okay, so Kyle Lamb asked us, mm, is the Wendy... <laughs> is Wendy hot? Yes. Yeah. Is that the question? No, it's it's not actually, but you are right. Is the Wendy's double stack the best fast food bargain? What's the price? Are we, is that $1.99? Yeah, right around there. I've seen it as low as one seventy nine. I've seen it as high as two oh nine. Don't you have your current menu prices app open, Rick? Um, well, the thing is, some of them, some of them jack up the price a little bit when they're not a, uh, a corporate store. I just find that Wendy's in general is the most satisfying fast food, and it's not close either. Yeah, it's definitely the highest quality in my mind. Like if I go in there, I'm no, I'm, I'm not eating like horse meat. Like it's quality beef. It's thick. It's not you're not they're not skimping on like what you, what you see in a commercial is not vastly different from what you're eating, right? As opposed to every other fast food restaurant, 
I will say their fries need some help. Yes, they do. I, I'm in the minority on this. If I, if we're talking the three pillars, McDonald's, Burger King, and Wendy's. Yes, I'll take Burger King's fries. I have not. I'm not, I'm I'm gonna skip the fries guy because I have done the math. I think we discussed this before. Yes, we did. Twenty nuggets is lower calories than ten nuggets and fries. So I almost always double off on the nuggets and skip the fries. Um, and nuggets are kind of my fast food go to. Yeah. But Wendy's is always a burger or a spicy chicken sandwich, which is also phenomenal. Okay, so my my when I'm really hungry, my really hungry order from Wendy's, because, of course, you have to skip the fries, a, pl- a spicy chicken sandwich. Yes. And I get it plain, and I put their barbecue sauce on it, because the barbecue sauce is solid. I haven't tried that. Or if I'm there's one really close to my house, or if it makes it all the way to the house, I'll put on the barbecue <laughs> sauce I have in the house. It never does that. No. Don't and lie. Two double stacks with ketchup mustard only. Wow. That's yeah. a power meal right there. I know. Um, and it's probably, and I'm going to, and I'm just using your logic to be like, well, there's no fries. It's yeah, got to be healthier. I'm, I'm eating healthy. There's no fries here. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think the double stack is a fine value. There, I think Burger King has like 10 nuggets for 99 cents, but it's they're okay. not great. Right. It's something it's something to take up space in your stomach. Right. See, that's the thing. Although their barbecue sauce is good. I like Burger King's barbecue sauce. You're right about that. It is good. Uh, but you're right. I think if I want to go have a satisfying fast food, like I almost never drive through Wendy's. Is that weird? I always go into a Wendy's and sit down and eat. That is a little odd. I I mean, I will, Yeah. but I feel like I would say it's probably 50-50 at Wendy's where it's 90-10 everywhere else. Interesting. I don't know where to go off of that, so let's no, go to our next to question. Yeah, okay. What is another fast food related one? Shocking. From John is what's the most underrated fast food breakfast item? Hmm. I'm going to say I don't think the I don't think most people know how good McDonald's hotcakes are. Yeah. I think that a lot of people skip them because they feel it's like a lot of work. For breakfast, right? You want like an egg McMuffin or a bacon, egg, and cheese biscuit. Yeah, you want something you don't re- you can have while driving. Right, <laughs> pancake not ideal. No, but no, not really. McDonald's hotcakes are among the best pancakes I've ever had. I don't know what it is, but the chemical makeup of the hotcake is perfect, where it's fluffy and it's cuttable and it's just delicious. It's probably the crack. I think you're onto something. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't. Uh, I've never had Burger King breakfast. I've never had the, the desire to. Neither have I. My father-in-law swears that. White Castle has a great breakfast. Interesting. Wendy's had a good breakfast, but they stopped it. Mm-hmm. And Taco Bell's breakfast has been disappointing. I uh, I agree completely. And now, mind you, with the preface of I'm not a big breakfast person. Okay. So some of my experiences are limited, but I agree with you on Taco Bell. But for me, I'm very simple when it comes to breakfast. If I get breakfast drive through, it's going to be just a sausage McMuffin. With a hash brown. And to me, the hash brown is the key. The McDonald's oh, hash brown no is doubt. fantastic. I'm I, a bacon, egg, and cheese biscuit guy by default. That's my go-to breakfast order. That like that's If I'm not thinking about anything, like, mm-hmm. oh, I should eat something. Like, an egg McMuffin is not really bad for you. But have you had, and when he, I, I may be changing my vote here, the Chick-fil-A breakfast biscuit? See, no, I haven't. It's a, a chunk of fried chicken. Chick-fil-A is fantastic. And a biscuit. I mean, and somehow that's breakfast. Yeah. Don't ask questions. Just do it. Just right. eat it. It's on the breakfast menu. I'm eating it. It's science. It's amazing. Try that. The Chick-fil-A biscuit sandwich, and I do 
uh, disagree with their stance on uh, gay and lesbian rights, but it's delish- delicious to chicken. So it, it I'll make really an exception. Is. Yeah. I mean, you got to have your priorities. My moral compass only goes so far. <laughs> chicken goes further. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Last question. Once again, if you for next time, if you want to ask us a question, hashtag I'm a fat. Your fat observations, your fat observations, hashtag I'm a fat. So the last question is from our guy, Pat Manley. Oh. Can you be handsome and fat? Yes. Yes. Look at the hosts of this podcast. Exactly. It's Other handsome fat guys. Um, Anthony Adams, Spice, very good looking, heavy man. My wife has confirmed to me he's good looking. Okay. Um, I think I always thought Cedric the Entertainer was a good looking dude. Kevin James is a handsome guy for a biggin. Yeah. Um, for gra- if, we're, if we're grading on our significant curve. Yeah. I think Kevin James is a handsome guy. You describe him. Like, if you were to describe him, like, yeah, he's a good looking dude. Yes, of course. It's an absurd yeah. question, Manly. What a jerk. Stop it. You played in the NFL. You played with Ted Washington. You asked me that question. <laughs> Keith Trailer. Stop it. Man of the one-handed interception. That's it, right? Please take the ball for me. I'm about to pass out, <laughs> my friend. Jerry Zuma. Just being a jerk, not taking the ball <laughs> from him. Take the ball, please. Please. I just want to take a nap right now. <laughs> he's reaching for the oxygen <laughs> tank while he's sitting on the 20 oh, at the, the numbers. He just grabs it right up the sideline. <laughs> <laughs> Darth Vader sounds coming out. Right. Yeah, that was rough. What a moment, though. It, I'll never oh, forget that. That se- that whole season that was, was a incredible. fun year, man. Just Pro- you, you knew they were playing out their ass. And yeah, that they weren't that as good as the record was. But hey, you enjoyed the hell out of I it. I think that was the drunkest I've ever gotten to. Was the uh, well, that one time I had seven Long Islands in an hour. That was the drunkest I got. But like, nice controlled drunk. I think I drank a case of beer during the NFC Championship game. That'd do the trick. Yeah. <laughs> I stood up like, Bears win. Whoa. Oh, okay. I almost went down. I had me and a, uh, my pledge father, actually, no lie, in uh, Find Me Office and Phony, the Men's Music Fraternity of America, I was in the fat guy lineage. So my cred goes back to my college days. Let's, I don't know how to beat that. Yeah. I, and my pledge father and I, we got free tickets to a Cubs game. So someone else is driving, mind you, during this. We decided to see how many beers we could drink between DeKalb and Wrigley Field. How'd that go? Uh, well, we, had, we of course, grabbed a 30-pack of Bush Light because we're classy. And we had both been pre-gaming before we left. And I want to say we got through 26 of them. Solid. Between the two of us. So I considered it successful. We had to uh, get out and, and uh, both hit the bathroom at the, what was it, the CVS? That you always pass on the way to Wrigley? Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. That's impressive. But Bush Light, what was it Bush Light? Yeah, Bush Light. It's really like only two-thirds of a beer. Yeah, like, but- you know, It's so much water. When you're, when you're in college, I just fat-fingered the mic. You did. I saw that. It was, it was beautiful. Uh, it was impressive. But yeah, when you're in college, it's either you're either at a Bush Light college or a Keystone college. We were a Bush Light college. Yeah. Lewis University, Bush Light all the way. Yeah, Bushlight College. If you went to a Keystone College, I'm giving you the side aisle. Yeah. Is that even a college? I don't think so. It's like a community college. Let's let's get it straight. Uh, Shout out to CD Liquors in Romeoville, by the way. We called uh, American Liquors in in DeKalb, Al's Liquor Emporium. So (laughs) we went there all the time. So that, that that was our spot because our house was by there. So whenever we get kegs for parties, they wouldn't cart us after like... 
the first month because we'd already had three parties. So like, yeah, we know you people. Yeah. Oh, you're good. Yeah. You're regulars, even though yeah, you're 17. Yeah, right. <laughs> At that point, pretty much. All yeah. right. Before we get out of here, we have to denounce one of your people. Well, he was one of our people. He's still one of your people as a Cubs player. What happened to Kyle Schwarber? Well, this this needs discussion because, look, I saw the videos. I saw that he was trying to get healthier. I know he had a down year last year. Wanted to make things better. And I saw some pictures like, wow, okay, good. He, he dropped some pounds. I saw him in person at Cubs convention. Outrageous. Lost too many? You wouldn't, if, if you took someone from a third world country and said, describe this man, <laughs> not only would they not say fat, they probably wouldn't even say big. Oh. He's just a normal person now. He's a normie. He's not a fat guy at all. Even his face isn't fat anymore. Like, you can actually see that he has a chin? His chin is very defined. And the jaw, too? Yeah, he's got like a, uh, I don't know how to describe it, but he's got like a long chin. What the hell? It's ridiculous. I looked at him. Well, no wonder it was covered in fat. I know. Well, I, I looked at him and I looked at Shep like, am I seeing, like, is he as thin as he looks? Like, is that a good suit? But he was swimming in the suit he was wearing. Ugh. Ridiculous. I will say, though. Yeah. His girlfriend. You is a little on the thicker side. Nice. And she is gorgeous. Good for him. Yeah. Good for Kyle. So I appreciate the girlfriend, not the losing the weight. In your love life. But good God. What have you done? Why have you forsaken us, Kyle? Is there any doubt he's going to have an awful year now? No. He's Babe Ruth. He's Babe F and Ruth. He'll be back. You thought I was trolling you guys hard last year. When he's going to have a good year. When Kyle, Stop it. When Kyle Schwarber, when Kyle Dunn, when Kyle LaHare I hate you. was having a bad year, I still laid off a little bit because he was a fellow fat. Yeah, we'll see how Gordon Moncada does next year. What? At least they're not trying to win next year. So yeah, if he true. has a little bit of struggle, yeah, that's fine. They got to the NLCS. All right, they're fine. Even with struggling Kyle Schwarber, he's going to be better. If you don't think he's going to be better, you're lying. Drop dash trigger. He'll be it's true. <laughs> but he will be better next I year, I promise you that. I will trigger you with that. It's great. It's true. Well, I'm not as I don't feel like a loyalty to him anymore, though, like I did last year when he was still a fat. Right. Well, that's true. Oh, now he's a norm. Before we get out of here, uh, you know, we had a lot of food and eating experiences. We are in eating season, as yes. we've discovered on the speaking. We established eating season begins on uh, Labor Day. No, ends on Labor no Day. ends on Labor Day. Begins on Halloween. Halloween. Yes. So Halloween to Labor Day is eating season, right. and. Even, so October to September. Yes. It just makes sense. So even though we have family that are not fellow fats, I was able to have a fat bonding experience with my father-in-law this weekend. Oh, we got to cue the said piano music for this. It's not that It's not that great. Okay, all right. We both essentially had nothing to do on Saturday. Everybody else was out. Both of us were lazy and wanted to stay in. So we found we were only going to get a large pizza for the two of us, which, you know, I only do out of courtesy for the normies, but... <laughs> We saw a deal. It was an 18-inch pizza, four breadsticks, and a two-liter pop for 18 bucks. Four breadsticks? But these are like solid breadsticks. All right. They're, 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 they should be loaves of French bread. They were close. <laughs> they're going to be four. <laughs> for 18 bucks. That's a damn good deal. Yes. That's a dollar an inch. Still talking about the pizza. Yes. So what we did is uh, you know, we each took two of the breadsticks, and the pizza was demolished. And he looked at it afterwards and was like, wow, we really... Had a good amount of it. He's like, we really did some work. I think we became a team today, Rick. Yeah, that was about what it was. Seriously. Yeah. And I looked at him and I was like, yep, 
this is this is what we do. This is the fat life. And he seemed to enjoy it. For that for that moment, I let him in to fat culture and he enjoyed food, his time. Food is a uniter. And we went Friday, uh the one year anniversary of my sister passing. Not I'm not spending a lot of time on that, but we went to our favorite family pizza place, Rosangela's on ninety fifth in California. My dad and mom had not been in the restaurant to eat in mm-hmm. probably fifteen years. Oh wow. And we always get a takeout, but it's not it's never the same. Right. And I said, Look, for the anniversary here, we're going to Los Angeles. We're gonna sit down, we're gonna eat as a family like we did when we were kids. Let's do it. Pizza came in, I said to my dad, I'm just warning you, it was in the oven like four seconds ago. So it's gonna be lava under that cheese. Like, I don't care. And <laughs> ate a piece right away, never flinched. He's like, It's so much better here. Oh my god. If you've never had Los Angeles pizza, ninety fifth in California. Across from Little Company Mary Hospital, I promise you, among the best pizzas you'll ever have. I have not had it. We should have it. We should go there sometime. Mitch had it one year for my birthday. Yeah. Mitch had Kyle uh, or Craig Miller. Kyle Miller is my other friend. Craig Miller bring me a Los Angeles pizza from 95th in California to downtown, and it was still amazing. Nice. That's a good. That's a long trip. I was gonna say that had to get because it's at least me, 35 minutes. I don't like when you're getting it when you get home. And it's still piping hot. I like it to kind of congeal a little bit. So that's that's like perfect takeout for me. But yeah, yeah you ha- if you're having it piping hot, it's got to be at the restaurant. Agreed. Well, piping hot Los Angeles is the best thing ever. And they also have great fries. And it's the one place I have pizza and fries. Do you ever do that? Like pizza and fries? I know it's weird, right? Yeah, I don't do kinda. it anywhere else except Los Angeles. I've never done that. Well. Try it. Now I've got something else to try, but definitely not with Wendy's fries as we established. Just a warning, though. Yes. Adding the fries makes it unhealthy. Oh. So be careful. So it's better. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Is that it? I think that's it. Wow. We did. I'm exhausted. I'm sweating. Jeez. I'm well, not of used course to sitting you're upright this long. We have to adopt the Herb, the Herb Lawrence Cree of you should be worried if I'm not sweating. <laughs> that's right. It's, it's one of the best quotes I've ever heard. It's very true, too. Yes. All right. Well, thank you for listening to the second edition. We'll do more. Uh, we'll do this more often. Yeah. Sorry. It's just we're busy. All right. Back off. Uh, thank you for tuning in, though, to episode two of the I'm Fat podcast. For my partner, Rick Camp, I'm Jay Zawoski. Remember, if you want to hit us up with a question, use hashtag I'm a fat. We'll answer your questions, you know, off podcast, too. So don't hesitate. Anytime you want, send it, hashtag I'm a fat, and we will be there for you. We just won't move very quickly. But thanks for listening to the I'm Fat Podcast. We love you. All right. I think we got a lot accomplished here today. Introducing touch-free payments from PayPal, a safe way for your customers to pay. Simply download the PayPal app and display your own unique QR code for your customers to scan. Whether you're a market seller. I'll take two tomatoes and a cucumber. Poodle pamperer, piano tuner, or plumber. Signing up to accept touch-free payments for your business is easy. Touch-free QR code payments. Shop safe with PayPal. London Stock Exchange Group is here to be your essential global markets infrastructure and data partner, where open isn't just a platform, but a philosophy, giving you the freedom to make your mark in the world. LSEG. Open makes more possible. Now is the chance to use reliable energy to grow your money with the Dominion Energy Reliability Investment. Our new investment product offers competitive returns, no maintenance fees, and flexible online access to your money. Make the reliable investment in reliable energy. 
the Dominion Energy Reliability Investment. To find out more, go online to reliabilityinvestment.com. That's reliabilityinvestment.com.